With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Before we begin, a reminder to please rate and review our show. It helps new listeners discover us and grow the program. On this episode of Sports Illustrated Weekly, the 2026 World Cup will have an expanded field hosted by three countries, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. To discuss the host cities in 2026, as well as the final qualifiers for the upcoming World Cup later this year in Qatar, we're joined by one of our favorites, Luis Miguel Echegaray from CBS Sports and the K Galazzo Podcast. I'm your host, John Gonzalez. From Sports Illustrated and iHeartRadio, this is Sports Illustrated Weekly. Luis Miguel Echegaray, welcome back to Sports Illustrated Weekly. Hey, it's an absolute pleasure, John. It's always good to come back to SI. Yeah, you're a regular. We had such a great time last time you were on. We wanted to discuss with you some of the final teams that got in for this year's World Cup, which we'll do in a second. But first, the 2026 World Cup will be in North America. It's jointly hosted by Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. The host cities were recently announced, and that's what we want to get into. Before we get into like which cities made the cut and which didn't, the field for 2026, Luis, will expand from the current 32 to 48. Do we like that? I like it. I like it at all. Because I think that one thing to remember, if you are, you know, uh, even if you're somebody that's been watching or following the game for a very long time, John, and even more so if you come from a country where you don't even have to think about qualification that much because it's an easier route for you, or even so if you come from a nation where the infrastructure of the game itself is not as strong as perhaps other Western nations, or so be it. To me, this is 
the celebration of the game. This is meant to be the world's game, the game that celebrates uh, everything that's great about multiculturalism and, of course, you know, soccer itself. And when you expand it to 48, clearly FIFA is not just thinking about, you know, the good nature of multiculturalism. <laughs> They're not doing this out of the goodness of their heart? No, I, I think Gianni Infantino has a few other ideas. But, but I think like from a subconscious factor, John, it's great to expand it. Specifically, if you want to even focus on, you know, African nations where the African World Cup qualifiers are the hardest to get into the World Cup. It's unbelievably difficult. Some really good teams don't get in. And the same with Caribbean nations. So all in all, I like it. 48 nations, the more the merrier. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think that this, it's such a spectacle. It's such an event. The more teams that we can have, the more countries that we can have involved, it expands the party. I, I suspect, I'll speak for myself, but I suspect it's true for you too. I'm pro-fun. This sounds like more fun. Let's do that. Hey man, I'm Peruvian. I'm always for fun. So let's, let, let, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I know. I, I was telling you before we started, I've seen your Twitter. It looks like you're always having fun. Um, well, how, what do you think about the expanded also three country field hosting the World Cup? I mean, we have an entire North American situation that will play host here. I think it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. And obviously in the past, we have had uh, different nations, a multi-nation hosting the World Cup, Japan, South Korea, etc. But this really feels like the ultimate celebration and the excitement over it, even if you're not North American, is amazing. The fact that Estadio Azteca, one of the most historic stadiums in the game, once again returns as a you know, protagonist at the World Cup, as well as Canada now, you know, such a force. Uh, you know, we, we know what the women's side can do, but now the men's looking so good as well. And some beautiful cities in Canada and, of course, the United States. So I think it's great to, like, expand it. And I think it's smart to also maximize the fact that the U.S. will be hosting the majority of the games. And, you know, once it gets into the knockout stages, even so. So to me, it's great to see the entire continent come together and, and celebrate the World Cup, which at the point of 2026, John, will be, you know, such a great time for America and this game. Soccer continues to grow in this country, not just from a viewing perspective, but a participation one. So, you know, those 15, 16-year-olds that you see all over the place uh, wearing either Pulisic jerseys or Lukaku jerseys or a Liga MX jersey, now they're adults that can buy their own tickets and, you know, these communities are going to continue to grow. So it's nothing but good news for the game in North North America. You're the best hype man on the planet. The last time we talked to you, we got you got me so excited for the 2022 World Cup, which is we're going to discuss. Now you've got me pumped up for four years from now. I can't <laughs> wait. This is amazing. Uh, I want to run through the regions with you. We'll do West Central and then the East uh, and the cities that were selected and which ones we're excited about. So now are you ready to open this envelope and tell us? Yes. The cities in I, the Western region. It's been a long journey to get oh to this my gosh, envelope. So and, exciting. Uh, I know a lot of people are waiting for it, but absolutely. Okay. So, the beautiful city of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The second city on the west, the Emerald City of Seattle, Washington. The third city in the west, the Golden Gate city of San Francisco and the Bay Area. The fourth city in the West, the City of Angels. Oh, wow. Los Angeles SoFi Stadium. The wonderful city of Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, I like all of these. I mean, there's some really fun cities here, especially the Vancouver, Seattle double dip. 
Absolutely. Vancouver is going to be great. Such a beautiful city. And, you know, in the summer, it's just going to be a spectacle of the game. But, you know, fun fact, when you're watching a movie and you think you're seeing the New York landscape, it's not. It's Vancouver. So, you know, it's already got its... uh, cinematic allure. This is the behind the scenes movie knowledge that we get. (laughs) You get everything with me, John. You get everything with me. But to your point, I don't think it's easy to just single one city out. Obviously, LA, we know how that already in itself is you know, a soccer nation, it has a massive Mexican-American community as well. Guadalajara is going to be fantastic. Just so, so great to see. So I'm very excited about the West. There is no bad pick. And, you know, the fact that the Rose Bowl wasn't selected does surprise me a little bit because that one was the only last hope, meaning that there's no stadium hosted uh, during the 1994 World Cup that will happen in 2026, the Rose Bowl being one of them. But in terms of the cities, I mean, fantastic stuff. You get everything uh, in three nations. Fantastic. Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. There was a lot of chatter in the area about, oh, would Pasadena be picked because of the Rose Bowl? I think it would have been fun for all the reasons that you outlined because of the nostalgia purposes. But the minute that SoFi Stadium became operational, that was the end for Pasadena and the Rose Bowl. I mean, the thing is an absolute cathedral. We've done a story on the stadium here on Sports Illustrated Weekly about the impact to the community, which has you know, it, it's a lot of complicating factors there for people who live in Inglewood, but just talking about the actual facility itself, it's state of the art, and for them to pass it over in the World Cup, that was never going to happen. Let's go to uh, the Central. First up, we have Kansas City. Second, we have Dallas. Now we have number three, Atlanta. Now we have Houston. We have Monterrey. Now, last but not least, we have Mexico City. I love Mexico City. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. And Estadio Azteca, put it in perspective for people who are maybe just a little casual fans, how historic and important that stadium is for Mexican soccer, for North American soccer. Okay, first of all, Estadio Azteca, I can't agree more with you. It is one of my favorite cities in the world. My sister lives there, so I know it well. The food is amazing. The people are amazing. Of course, there's soccer. There's just culture. It's just such an amazing city. So I'm so excited for the fact that that capital, once again, will be the mecca for all things soccer. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of uh, country they host when it comes to it. But from a historical perspective, I mean, this is like the royalty of World Cup cities. The 1970 World Cup, to me, uh, the best ever World Cup. It was the best ever Brazilian side that you ever saw with Pele and co winning it, of course. And then you go to 1986. The infamous Argentina team with Diego Maradona and the hand of God. I mean, that's Estadio Azteca. So, and now once again, we come back to 2026. It's such an incredible uh, city. It does need a lot of help though from an infrastructure perspective. So they're going to do a lot to rebuild it and make it good. But in terms of the city, amazing. One thing about Central, by the way, John, I don't know why... Atlanta's in there. I, you know, you should make it more east, I feel, but it's okay. It's okay. I forgive you, uh, FIFA. Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, of course, and you mentioned two 
uh, cities in Texas. That That's a no-brainer to me because it's going to almost feel like a home game advantage for Mexicans who live in Texas and Dallas and Houston are two massive, you know, demographics in those respective areas. So all in all, you know, so far so good. Central once again uh, did a good job. I was surprised about Detroit not being uh, one of the selected as well and Kansas City as well that we haven't talked about. Massive soccer community in America. So good stuff all around in the middle. Yeah, the, the the geography there for Atlanta is slightly askew. But again, uh, the crown jewel for that one, without a doubt, is Mexico City. And like, I would love to see a game at Estadio Azteca. I've watched a zillion games from afar. Everybody that I know who's a soccer fan that's gone to it, especially when the U.S. plays the Mexican team. I mean, like how fun that those that rivalry is and the energy in the building. It's going to be fantastic. All right, last region for you. So the first one is... Uh Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, Miami. Yes! Yes! <laughs> last one, last one, mm-hmm. last one, but not least, mm-hmm. the city that uh, never sleeps, New York, New Jersey. I, I wish that, that they had skipped Boston. I think we've had enough of New England and New England sports fans. Yeah, preach, uh, man. I, you can say that again. <laughs> A New Yorker over here. I'm done with Boston, John. <laughs> I have made the, uh, this case many, many times on this program and other programs that uh, we're good on Boston sports forever, but Boston gets in, Miami, and then New Jersey, New York. It says New Jersey, New York, but the Meadowlands is in New Jersey. And then finally, this last city, Louise, my hometown, if they hadn't gotten a bid, we wouldn't be doing this segment right now. I would have canceled <laughs> this completely, but Philly is in, and I am like, I was just in Philly, Louise. and. The day that all these cities were announced was the same day that I landed, and that's the only thing that people in Philadelphia were talking about. It. It's all smiles after soccer fans at Love Park learned FIFA officials chose Philadelphia as a World Cup host city in 2026. Nervous moments quickly turned to joy. Fans spent hours in Center City waiting for the announcement at a watch party. I was hoping it was going to come. I mean, this city's awesome. Why wouldn't you want to have a game here? The idea of bringing the World Cup Festival to that town, it's going to be an incredible marriage. It's going to be amazing. And I tell you one thing right now, if you don't make Joel Embiid the ultimate hype man between now and then, I don't know what to tell you. He's going to make himself that hype man. Absolutely. It's a great choice, uh, by the way, uh, for Philadelphia. Boston, I agree with you, but I get it uh, specifically just because of its sporting history. Uh, Toronto, you know, I'm talking about food. Toronto is another great food city. It's called very multicultural as well. A very big uh, Italian uh, Canadian community as well. So shame that, you know, well, hopefully Italy will make it in 2026, but that's big. Of course, my hometown of New York uh, and New Jersey, that was a no-brainer as well. And by the way, Miami? It's going to be absolute mayhem and I can't wait. It's going to be a 24-7 Bad Bunny video. That's literally what's going to be. 
It's just, I'm telling you something. Let me tell you something with a Latino right here. If if my Miami is mayhem, uh -huh. it's the Latin American capital of the world. I love it so much. It's crazy. The fact that it's hosting the World Cup is unbelievable. And if 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 Miami hosts like a Colombia, like if Colombia are based there or something, or an Ecuador or whatever, it's over for the opponent. I really feel sorry for whoever. If you're a European nation and you're going to Miami, it's over. I, I can't <laughs> wait to see the craziness that's going to happen there. All of the craziness. I, I'm I'm signing up for all of the craziness, especially as I said in Philly, where you have all these local pubs and restaurants, and it, there's all this history. And now that all of a sudden you're infusing that World Cup community, that international vibe in all of these cities. It's going to be so fantastic, uh, except for the ones that didn't get a bid. Uh, I want to talk about some of the cities that were left out. Run through them for you. Cincy, Denver, you mentioned Detroit, Nashville, Orlando. Pasadena is basically LA, so no Rose Bowl, but it's here. And then Washington, D.C., shouts to our producer, our senior producer, Dan Bloom, who was devastated by that one. And Edmonton, what's the biggest snub there for you? Honestly, D.C., actually. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you why. First of all, when you uh, look at the viewership numbers of soccer, just overall, right? Premier League, Liga MX, MLS, whatever, in America, DC is either number one or in the top three. They have a very passionate soccer fan base. Number two, uh, outside of the metropolitan area and even within it, there's a lot of immigrant communities that just love this game. They want to watch it. So, you know, and obviously the fact being the capital of this country kind of shocked me. Now, Tokyo wasn't a host city when they hosted as well. So it's not like it's a new thing, but it did surprise me. Cincinnati is tough because they have a brand new stadium, of course, and FC Cincinnati, et cetera, and they're growing their fan bases. They're trying to emulate the things that Atlanta United is doing over there as well. So that one shocked me as well a little bit. And Las Vegas, to be honest, because honestly, oh, like, yeah, Vegas. Las Vegas to me, you know, especially from a global perspective is, you know, such a popular destination but these cities that were already selected are probably the right choices. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we know which cities are going to host games. We just don't know exactly where the main games will be. We don't know where the final will be held. The FIFA president was asked about this. He said uh, they were going to take their time. We're going to skip all that. I'm going to go to the source right here. Luis, where should the final be? Well, it's going to be between either coast, right? SoFi or MetLife, I think. But I wouldn't be surprised if... You know, Jerry Jones gets, uh, you know, gets involved in here and maybe Dallas gets something, but and I, I, it's not going to, it's going to be in the U.S. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty more than sorry. It's not going to be a Stadio Azteca. It's, uh, every knockout game will be hosted, you know, uh, in the U.S. That's been the reported situation. I believe that maybe Infantino hinted at it. So I would be very surprised if L.A. doesn't repeat what 1994 did, right? Because what's, yeah. that's what happened over there. But, you know, personally, selfishly, I would love it to have it right here, uh, you know, in New York slash Jersey with MetLife Stadium. But I I believe it's going to be between either coast. I think you're probably right about that. It makes the most sense from a marketing standpoint. It would be really cool to see Estadio Azteca get something like that. But I I think you're probably right that it's in the U.S. Miami hosting the final, by the way. Miami, Miami could be fun. It's over. All right, so that's 2026. We need to talk about this year's World Cup. It's in Qatar later this year. The last time that we had you on, we were hoping that your country, your team, Peru, would qualify. They had a very tough game against Australia. I just want to offer condolences. How are you doing? I appreciate it. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's 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 all right. It's it, I'm getting better day by day. My wife keeps saying, get over it. And I'm like, who did you think you married? I'm not going to get over it. So, you know, listen, on one hand, it's the sentiment of every Peruvian. We have to suffer in one way or another. 2018 was our lovely little vacation that we made it to the World Cup after 36 years. We had a long journey for this one. And by the way, we have we had no right being even in that situation because our team performed miracles thanks to the amazing coach that we have. But to your point, uh, it was a horrible game against Australia. We played the worst possible type of game. I think I told you in the previous one, it was like, the only way Peru loses if we do something to ourselves. 
And that's exactly what we did. We shot ourselves in the foot and we didn't make it. But here's to 2026 when it get, uh, gets a little bit more open because more spots will be available in South America. But it's okay. We're Peruvian, John. We drink Pisco Sours. We have some ceviche and we get over it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I want them in the 2026 World Cup because I want to go and hang out with you and see a game wherever they play. So fingers crossed on that one for all of us. Uh, also didn't make it Ukraine. We had talked about that, but Wales did make it, Luis. And it's a 64-year drought. Great story. And they end up in Group B with the U.S., England, and Iran. Their first game is actually against the U.S. MNT. How big a deal is this for them and Gareth Bale and what are their chances? It's huge, a huge deal. We uh, covered it in a part of our previous over here at CBS Sports in Kego Lasso. And, you know, Wales, to your point, I was mentioning 36 years for Peru, 64 for Wales, the tiny nation uh, right there. And uh, it's amazing and they deserve it. And honestly, they're going to be an interesting watch because they're not just about Gareth Bell. They have some good players, including, of course, Aaron Ramsey. And there's a good kid called Brennan Johnson who plays for Nottingham Forest. He's going to be playing in the Premier League at the beginning of next season. So he'll have already uh, a bigger advantage when it comes to competition. So Wales, Wales are a good team. I mean, it's going to be tough. The USMNT, obviously, we know how good they're getting, of course. And, you know, talking to a lot of Iranian professionals, you know, they're a little worried because they're not playing enough competitive games in that group leading up to the World Cup. But, you know, they're experienced enough what to, what to confront. And, of course, on paper, England being the toughest out of anybody in that group. But Wales, anything can happen here, John. And Wales, you know, they deserve to be there. They have a good team. Gareth Bell's a free agent right now. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes leading up to the World Cup because one free kick from Gareth Bell and it's all over. Bell set. And Bale scores. And yet again, it is Gareth Bale with a free kick who has given them the advantage. A lot of fun storylines. We're going to have you back on to discuss the 2022 World Cup later this year. And also, I want to throw this out there for something for you to ruminate on. In 2026, I think we need to do a home-and-home home where I come to New York for a game, you come down to Philly, and we'll party. Let's do it. We will absolutely do it. And let me invite Joe Embiid and a few Peruvians, and we'll have a good time. Oh, we're going to have a blast. Watch him on CBS HQ. Listen to the Kiko Lasso podcast. He's the John Malkovich of soccer podcasters. <laughs> Luis, you are the best. Thanks Thank for this. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for listening and a reminder to please rate and review our show. It helps people find us. Sports Illustrated Weekly is a production of Sports Illustrated and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. And for more of Sports Illustrated's best stories and podcasts, visit SI.com. This episode of Sports Illustrated Weekly was produced by Jessica Yarmosky, Jordan Rizzieri, and Isaac Lee, who was also our sound engineer. Our senior producer is Dan Bloom. Our executive producers are Scott Brody and me, John Gonzalez. Our theme song is by Nolan Schneider. If you've stuck around this long, we leave you with this. <laughs> it was a horrible movie. You can watch it on Amazon Prime right now if you want, but it does have an amazing cast. John Malkovich, Ron Perlman, Thomas Jane, Devin Aoki, and yours truly. It's an awful movie, Mutant Chronicles, but goddamn, that cast was good. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.